Hey Derek, I see you brought your trades today. I'm looking for a uh, Warmonger's Diplomacy, a Scowling Flesh Bag, or any of the Marvel figments. Do you happen to have any of them on you? I don't. I just traded out my last few, but I do know where you can find them. You know, where is that? Because I really need these to play my newest stack. Uh, you're going to have to check out the Banish Zone. Uh, they have all your TCG and tabletop gaming needs. Yeah, okay, so, you know, you know that Flesh and Blood. What if I need some cards for my commander deck, or if I'm interested in a newer TCG? Well, sir, you are in luck. Not only do they carry Magic, Pokemon, Flesh and Blood, but also some of the smaller games like Final Fantasy, Grand Archive, and the My Hero card game as well. That's pretty cool, you know. Collecting these games is cool, but what happens if I want to play them? They also have a schedule of events for playing uh, all of their games, in including those smaller TCGs, so you know exactly when to show up. They're even going to be getting Lorcana soon. This is all well delightful, you know, having all this stuff, but where can I find them? Uh, you'll be able to find them in the heart of Wernersville, PA, not far off of Route 30, or online at thevanishzone.com. Uh, they're not yet able to ship, but they're working hard to try to get everything ready. There's been a little road bumps, but once I do, there will be tons to explore and have shipped right now. It's in store pickup only. All right, I'm placing my order right now. I'll be heading out to Wernersville. I'll see you later, Derek. All right, see ya. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Steelblade Showtime. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm here with my co-host, Derek. Derek, happy dust till dawn release weekend. Ooh, it is beautiful. It is a, a great, great weekend. I have been a bit of a fiend. It's fine. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> how how were your openings so far? Uh, pretty good. Um. I am a degenerate, and I went uh, 10 boxes deep currently. I have another one on the way, uh, just because i got to support my, my local game stores, but I cannot afford to get a case from each. So, I mean, you're doing better than me, because I'm, what, 13 boxes deep? And I already have, I'm terrible, because I already had a case that had no legendary in it. That's true. No, No legendary was rough for you, dude. Yeah, I was. You know, I only got a cold foil and rainbow foil fabled in the same case, but no legendary. <laughs> it was <laughs> unreal. This man's duplicate luck is obscene. Mm -hmm. Obscene. Okay. So we'll start Friday night real quick. Well, I'm going to do this as quick as possible. Um, my wife came to Armory with me. Uh, we were cracking my Dust Till Dawn case because I was trying to build Vincent. Um, and Al ended up... So it was nice because they just kind of did a very casual... Crack packs, play what we want, gave out the armory promos. Um, so um, so we got there early, me and her, and we're cracking, and I think it wasn't too long after that you showed up that we were into our first we were in our first box still. Yeah. And she shows me the cold foil we got, and my mouth just drops because it is a <laughs> it's the light of soul. And I'm like, cool, first box already cold foil fabled. This this I'm like, this case is already worth it. And um when we get them one of the Marvel Angels, uh it was the Soraya one, and like the last box of this case I'm opening, and then there's a rainbow foil light of soul. And I, um, we also got a extended real. arts cold foil got um the spoiled skull. And you got the extended art, uh, was it Widespread Destruction? Oh, the... yeah! No, Widespread Ruin. And the ruin. That case. It was ruin. So, no legendary, but that case was insane. Um, it, was pretty, it was pretty good. Case two, I got another of the Spoiled Skull, Cold Foil, the extended art, um, 
chest piece for the rune blade, which I need. That's so added carapace. Um, so I got that, and I got the arms. I can't remember what the name. I don't remember the names of ninety percent of these cards because <laughs> I, I think you're talking awful. Iron Song verses. Yes, I got them. Um, that was case two. Oh, we got another of the Soraya Marvel. Case two, cool. Um, case three wasn't as good. Can't complain with the luck I've been having. Um, Not one bit. We got the Iron Song again. We got the Carpus again, but not Cold Foil, just a regular Rainbow Foil. So both of them Rainbow Foil. Um, I can't. We got one another a different Marvel Angel this time, um, and a couple of the little Cold Foils. Nothing too deep, but you know, I'm not. You know, two legendaries, and you know, you can't. Be like, oh, I got two legendaries in a case. What is this? Oh, no, no, it was How oh, no. Um, obviously, nothing's ever going to beat that first case. Nothing is yeah, ever. Yeah, that was beat unreal. It. And then I bought a extra box. I didn't buy it. I had a bunch. I traded in Magic for store credit for that in part of the case, and um, opened it at Sheets with you yesterday, and I got the Cold Foil and Rainbow Foil in the same box of what is it's the soul bond the light warrior equipment yep i got the actually got the cold foil first and then Derek goes i'm gonna go grab food and i was like okay cool comes back i have a card laid down he's like oh you got something good yeah flipped it and it's just the rainbow foil and this man opened up the cold foil one seconds after i said you know what like i opened up a, a rainbow foil of the the soul bond and you know what? I really like how the rainbow looks. I don't think I'll be upgrading to the cold foil. Then he flips open that cold foil, and mm, that looks great. How much you want for that? <laughs> and I did pretty immediately bought him from him. <laughs> I gave him a good friend discount. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. On the I'm, price it was, I'm happy with it. Um, so, want a quick rundown of how your cases have treated you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went uh, from Owl. I got uh, five boxes. There was the Extended Art Diatic Carapace. Then I got the... I forget which of the marbles I have. I think it's Judgment and Rebirth. Uh, but I got two of those. One in the first loose box that I got. Uh, and another in the next. Then I got the rainbow illusionist headpiece. Um, I feel like I'm missing something else I got from that. But you know, I was real happy with the, the whole lineup uh, just from there. I got a lot of the Majestics that I needed. Uh, then I got my uh, my next five. I got rainbow dyadic, rainbow Soul Bond and Rainbow of the Scowling Flashback. And I'm pretty good with that. You know, nothing nothing super fancy in, in those last five. Like I didn't get any good extended arts, I didn't get any marbles. Um but you know what? Three legendaries? I'm pretty okay with that. That yes, that yes. seems above rate. This, de- this set's definitely treating me a lot better than Outsiders did. Yes. So I can't complain. Um, this man suffered in Outsiders. 
that's i mean technically i didn't suffer because i cracked like seven codex of frailties but that was about it <laughs> uh, right so quick hit vincette's out so me and you build her me and you have two completely different play styles on her which is really cool because she has so much space and so it's a mirror match, but it's not a mirror match because the play styles are completely different. Um, Derek won the first game. Um, I don't remember if Fridays was close or not. Um, he I want to say Fridays was down to the wire. Three of the four at Sheets, but he cheated on three of them. Listen, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> So what happened was, uh, we both had the same idea. Uh, Friday at Owl, we were cracking our, our boxes explicitly to peel out and try to play Vincent that night at the Armory. Because uh, we're both big on her. And in my, in my speed, uh, I forgot that in what I had already earmarked for going into Vincent was one red Runeblood Incantation. Uh, from just like what I had found lying around prior. And as I was speed putting it together, I went, oh, hey, can you do me a favor? Pull out the all the Rune Blood incantations that are in my Viscerai build, uh, which included three reds, because I forgot that there was a fourth that I had already earmarked for it. Uh, so it turns out I was playing those first three matches with uh, four red Rune Bloods. But this it was super casual, you know. There was this di- <laughs> thankfully this didn't happen at anything official. <laughs> I, I came down harsh with the band hammer. I said, "You all right? We're taking this." I took it. We put it off to the side. I said, "You get an IP one for the turn." Yeah, that's more than fair. You know, like would the turn have been better if I still had it? Absolutely. But also, I did not deserve that. <laughs> that should not have been in the deck. <laughs> It's fine. So, what wasn't there something that we realized you were cheating also? It wasn't as big as mine. It, yours was more accidental. I can't remember what. I don't remember. There was something. Are you sure? I was like, I know I forgot to tick tunic like 50 million times. <laughs> well, that you're just cheating yourself. I. <laughs> <laughs> So not only am I being cheated by you, I'm cheating myself. I'm, exactly. I'm just in a lose-lose situation here. And the number of times I had to remind this man to slow down and remember your tunic. Because I start thinking about my turn on your turn. And then there's times where I literally, a lot of times where I just came back to me and I was like, all right, I'm just going to draw up. Forget it because I don't been set, so I forget the tunic. Right. And so... It is what it is. Um, Because that last match that we ran, uh, you were on, like, the fatigue strategy against me. Uh, I'll let you know it works. It it works pretty well. Like, Funeral Moon is an amazing card. Uh, I absolutely love it. Yes. Um, Runic Reckoning, great card. Um, But... Best card in Vincent, Invert Existence. Derek dropped one, drew up my fourth hand, and I looked at him and said, all right, you lose. And he goes, well, I said, no, I dropped the Invert, and he was yep. only playing AB1. 
because uh, largely there's not a reason to run more than AB1 against uh-uh. uh, against Vincent. Because like in a standard build, uh, Vexing Malice isn't that huge. And, you know, it's... I, I think for now, I don't expect people to be running Rosetta Thorn. I, I think a decent amount will. Uh, if I see it become more popular, then I'll maybe skip the tunic and go for the dyadic instead. But so one thing about Vincent that is great, but also we've talked about this before, really stinks because I've really had to think about my block turns. Is the banish a card at the start of your turn? That mandatory. It's so rough. But well, before we get to the banishing cards, let's talk about the banish zone real quick. Um, so, uh, coming up on the 12th of August, I believe, yep, is yes, their sir. skirmish. Uh, they got the skirmish coming up. You told me it is Blitz. Correct. Um, Blitz, not format. Blitz Precon, to be clear. Worst format, but I am going to do it. Uh <laughs> Well, I don't know who I'm going to play yet. I might actually take the Riptide deck to that. Because... It's not really bad. But if I'm facing Prism... I just got to remember to put my... The uh, drones in. Especially now that we can actually yes. slide a little bit. That is actually kind of cool. Um, so, but Or do I take Vincent? The hard part is I had to cut 20 cards from my Vincent list just to make <laughs> it legal. How am I going to cut another... What? 19? I mean, a decent part of this is just going to be, like, first step, remove the three ofs and bring it to a two of. Okay, so that's 11 cards. So yeah, then I still have to hit seven more. See, not terrible. Yeah, so I was like, a lot of my stuff I ended up cutting from two to three so I could play other stuff. Because... Like I said, we're going to get into it, but me and you have two very completely opposite builds. Yep. Um, so I'm thinking I'm taking, I'm assuming, are you going to take Vincent or are you playing Shiana and Blitz? See, that's the toughest call. I, I think I'll probably be on Shiana just because of how few opportunities I get to truly play her. Uh, I think Vincent would have a higher odds of winning. But Shiana's fun. Oh, I might actually. I might not even drop my... So I might play a completely different Blitz deck with Vincent. Instead of trying to go wide, I might just go tall. Like, th- the normal Vincent. I don't know if there is, like, a normal yet. That's true. That is true. Um, And then... So, we got that on the 12th. So that is... how many How many weeks we got to prepare for that? Three weekends. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I'm doing it yet, but I do want to try and get out to skirmishes. Because did they say what the prize? What's surprising for skirmish again? Uh, I literally I already the, forget. The biggest ticket item is the cold foil Genesis. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that is. It's gonna look beautiful. I'm excited to see it. Uh, that is not a an enticing thing for yourself. No, uh, I because remember, is this also the one? Yeah, this is the one with the flicker trick mat. I think. Mm, mm, cool. Um, that that mat has really good art, though. I'm not saying it doesn't, but again, you're 
you're talking to a man who owns already. I mean, I know you're a fiend with mats, but I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't need any more mats. Unless I'm probably going to start really selling want. a couple here because they, they are taking up a lot of space. Like the ones I really want, I'll probably keep. Yeah. The ones I don't want, don't care about. Like if my wife wasn't there Friday because I know she won, she would have taken either of the mats that they were trying to give away. But it ended up being the stained glass. Because mm. um, it was a choice between the angel and the stained glass. Um, Cat and Kyle. Uh, rock, paper, scissors, for <laughs> Cat one chose stained glass. And then it landed on me. It almost landed on Kyle, which was hilarious. <laughs> that would have been the most insulting thing to happen. <laughs> Honestly, what I think they could have done was just been like, whoever wins the Mac gets to choose. Which right. one I want. That would have been the easiest way to do it. Um, it would have been. But I, I think anybody in their right mind would, would choose the uh, the rebirth mat. Yes. Because I know um, my wife absolutely loves that mat as well. Um, and, so and also, just like, even if you're looking to get rid of the mats, uh, we saw the same thing in the Uprising seasons, right? Yeah. Where they had the the unique mat for the month. But also the repeated uprising throne mat, and we're getting mm-hmm. the same thing with the armory kits here, seeing this repeated stained glass mat. So that stained glass one's going to be pretty cheap in the long run. Um, yeah. So, like one thing I'm thinking I'm gonna do if I start getting like the cheap mats is maybe like, well, we have. Uh, I know one thing. I'm probably gonna keep some. So. If you have any cheap mats that you want to get rid of, just hold on to them because we might work on maybe just as an idea, maybe give them out if we do the have a heart thing. Yeah. Um, or just maybe start. We could do like quarterly giveaways or something. I don't know. Start up. Start up a Patreon. One dollar. <laughs> get your entry ticket. Every patron gets an entry ticket into um whatever mat. Um. Who knows? These so, are just words that are happening. Yes. Um. And the other thing they have is just we're just going to talk about this, a real quick hit on it is the brood off. Um, talking about it in the fall, it's just going to be a day of Reinar, Leviah, Ko going being pitted against like Reinar's being pitted against each other, Leviah's being pitted against each other, Ko's being pitted pitted against each other. Um, so it's just going to be a day of brooding. Uh, winner takes the spoils, which from what I've heard is cold foil set of claws. There's going to be a lot of blood rushing this day. There's going to be a lot of intimidating. There's going to be a lot of blood flowing, but it's going to be a fun There's also day. going to be a bunch of, uh, dice rolling. well, dice rolling, but also, uh, prizing based on hittings, you know, brute milestones, most to most damage taken to beast within, Mo, like did you die to beast within? Most blood debt taken. If yeah. I die to beast within on my own reckless swing, I swear I should get something again. If I do like, it again, like that's the kind of stuff that I I feel like, uh, we we might see. Yeah, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna no, you're gonna lose because reckless swing. You're gonna take two. Oh wait, I gotta trigger beast within first. Yes, oh wait, got four cards off the top. I just loot anyway. So we got those two things coming for the banish zone. Let's t- uh, so the skirmish. I don't like it because last year 
we had the cold foil heroes for top eight. Um, I wish, wish they would have done something different for like top where top eight gets something, not first place. Um, yeah, I I think. If memory serves for the skirmishes, it is first place, and then the other pair is raffled. Nope. Uh, so, first and second get the mat. First gets the cold foil genesis, the other one's randomly raffled off. Uh, everybody else gets a herald of tenacity. Uh, okay, so it is. So there is a raffle. The, the genesis is getting raffled, which I, yeah. I'm okay with that. I think that'll command a higher price than anything else there. I don't know. You already lost me at skirt these because I guess last year my first was my first skirmish season uh, with uprising. So I was like, you. So you know, we played. There was the cool mats, or the cool mat. Um. So you know, winner got the mat. That's cool. Top eight. Top eight got the cold foil heroes of either Dromai or Fi, the young heroes. But that was cool because getting top eight, you know, you got something for being in top eight. So that was cool. Right. Now it's first and that's it. Like understandable for like bigger events. Like if you or like road to nationals, maybe first and second. Or the pro quest season. Okay. But these tiny things that are like beginner events that you don't even need a judge at. Even if it's not, so like I'm saying, not like it has to be, exact, you know, like the cold foil heroes again. Give us, I don't, at least maybe the rainbow foils. Because the, the rainbows will be coming at some point because we d we did not get them. Um, like, just give me something else. Don't uh, Genesis. I don't care about literally this skirmish season prizing. I don't care about. But you are a man with very specific taste, though. I like, am. You have to understand that, like, this not is huge to a bunch of people. Yes. Prism's but it's, super popular. So are illusionists. Yes. But give or, okay, uh, give me another card that's, like, popular right now. That's a generic. trick. No. <laughs> a generic. Popular. Not generic. Warmongers. We did. I mean, if they did, if they did warmongers in in any sort of I'm talking even just right now, uh, that thing would be one insanely priced. Uh, two, I think people might be a little bit mad. Like uh, even just the mat, that would have been a cool mat. Screw flicker trick. Screw herald of tenacity and screw genesis. Shadow all the way. Vote shadow. That's why I'm here, because I can speak my mind. I don't have to agree. I don't have to disagree. I'm allowed to have my opinion. You are, and you are allowed to be wrong. They, they gotta hit something for everybody at some point, right? Like, okay. we're gonna see... Like, I, I guarantee, right, because, what, Nationals was... Uh, is getting the Prism adult cold foil. Um... So we're going to see some fancy shadow stuff coming up soon, too, because we do not have uh, adult cold foil been set. Yeah, it might happen for... Watch, that'll probably be Worlds. 
It might be. Uh, which means I might have to sponsor someone for Worlds. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily the worst, except for the fact it's in another country. So that sponsor cost might skyrocket. Um, well, no, you just sponsor. If it's someone that's already going, you just pay for them to get into the event. Like, they, you get the promos, they get to play, basically. Yeah. That's what, me, that's what people were doing for the Pro Tour. So, I mean... But... Yeah. Like, like we'll, we'll get our day in the darkness soon. It'll be better. Re- rest assured. Because we're, we're going to have a ton of other seasons coming up of, like, bigger events. And, yeah, but you know, we're... like, one of the biggest things that they wanted out of Monarch was to bring prism back so I, I think it makes perfect sense to make the like the first competitive season uh event coming back from dusk till dawn uh to be illusionist based especially okay. with genesis one of her like most game-changing cards you cannot ignore genesis on the field but they all but also at the end of dusk till dawn lore shadows are taken over yeah but we're at the start of dusk till dawn We'll get the shadows at the back end. Yeah, but by that time we'll be in the Savage Lands. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll we'll find out. Uh, word on the street is we are not following the back of the card for the second half of the card. What what is the word on the street then? Uh, that's that's all I've heard is that supposedly that is like we're not going in that order for the next set. Plot Plot twist, we go back to Volcor. Surprised. We love Draconic. Welcome back, bye. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Draconic? Could, you know, like a Draconic Guardian would be kind of cool. Um, give me a, Even a Draconic uh, Runeblade would be kind of cool, even though we just got a Shadow Runeblade again. I hope it's not another Runeblade. Um, because I... So far, Runeblades have seen, like, the most, um, right? Me... They, they've, I believe, have been in the most sets uh, of anything. But... What's another one? Give me, what's another thing that would be cool in Drake? I'm like, Draconic Guardian is already like, uh, caught my attention. I, I would cool. like Draconic Wizard. It makes That's... a ton of sense in the lore. Just, um, you, what, rework Kano or just a whole new wizard? I could see either way. Um, I I would like to see Kano reworked. Um, see see what other cool stuff we can get. Uh, and and I've always been into the idea of a draconic wizard, like following that same pattern of going wide. So instead the, of him, the, the problem with the going wide and the wizard, if you don't have a way to like do a massive buff like wildfire, they can just a b it, and then you spent your entire turn and like four cards in your hand. Uh, to do nothing or very little, and know, they have not lost any cards in their deck. Kano grows up and realizes his way was not right, and now instead of one explosive turn, he has three or four small wide turns that he's able to like ping you for arcane, like two or three arcane damage, maybe like two to three times a turn. So I was thinking about it uh, with some of the people like. When we were about to hit Dynasty, uh, like, before we hit spoiler season, there was a decent number of us in the Kano chat that was thinking, maybe we get a a Draconic Kano. That would be pretty cool. 
Uh, and I know, I forget the specifics of what they thought the idea would be, but one of the theories was mm -hmm. that maybe uh, in order to like still preserve the so far wizards, they need setup to do their their big thing. Yeah. So what if part of this, like you know, was you you set out like cinders or something as as part of your hero power, and then you can like spend them to buff arcane effects. So that way you can do some like little wide things uh, while setting up your one explosive turn and still get it, but you just alter it a little bit so that a decent amount of what you're doing is, like, kind of has to be on your turn. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, or yeah. have something like the, the setup effect lets you, like, bank playing cards off the top of your deck somehow. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's all spitballing. I would yeah. like to see that. So... Uh, we actually go to the Demonastery next, but we don't get new Shadow Heroes. We get a Necromancer, a I don't I don't know I don't know where I was really. So we get a Necromancer. We get a Shadow Guardian actually, because Yo so because Kyoji has turned to the dark side. You're so went to the Demonastery. That man wants to redeem himself. That's in his lore. <laughs> so he goes. Yeah. So he goes to the he goes to the monastery revives the emperor but now the emperor is a necromancer why would the emperor be a necromancer yoji's the necromancer in this scenario no, no 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 he's just he's a shadow guardian because he now he has to protect the undead emperor but or he would just be a shadow lie. rune blade no we're Isn't... making no no we're making him <laughs> a necromancer because he's ditched his ways of attack he just went straight to magic so instead of having other stuff, he just raises things to do his bidding. <sighs> I am wait. I mean, you are on bring, something else here. Yoshi is going to bring the Emperor back. That is a hill I will die on. <laughs> we'll be 30 years down the road. It still hasn't happened, and you'll hear me going, Yoji's bringing the Emperor back at some point. Even after the Emperor's already come back from someone else. Yes. You're going to be saying this. Yes, he's going to die, and then you're just going to bring him back again. We're we're <laughs> going to see Vincent somehow like raise the Emperor as a vessel to Nazareth or something. And did then... You, oh, oh, did you read her lore? I did not. I forgot that lore was happening because cards exist. Yes, her lore came out, and it is so good. I need to get into that. So, can there's something I want to say, and I don't think it's going to give away too much. But I want you to read it. But I want to tell you about this. Well, let me read it. Ugh! But I want to say it, because I, I didn't even realize this part. And I was like, wow. Because it makes... And I looked at her... Okay, so like I'm not gonna say anything outright. But, but you're gonna like, spoil it anyway. No, I looked at so I looked at her young hero art and I was like, makes a lot of sense. So Are you talking about how she like dug out her eyes or You'll you'll read and find out the whole thing. Alright. So 
let's get so enough of my crazy theories and ranting. <laughs> let's dive into the Arvin sets a little bit here because, like I said, we have two completely different play styles on her. You for the more tall build, threatening a ton of damage a turn. And I wanted to go a little more wide, but ended up being more defensive unintentionally, but somehow it worked. Right. Like, I I am looking to set up a turn where, and this has happened a couple of times in, in the test games that we have run, where I'll, I'll block out and I'll be sending, you know, two and six off of a wraith yes. or, or something along those lines. And then I will see the next turn and I'll go, all right, sure. I'll eat that damage and I'll swing back for 20 off of like a variety of buffs, the arcane, a bunch of rune chants. Um, I am also banking on uh, for my off turns, uh, the scepter of pain. I like that a lot more than I like uh, the flail. I absolutely see the value in the flail. And I am debating having my, my setup be uh, Flail Scepter. But I am torn on that. Honestly, against anyone else, I will probably play Flail Scepter. Against you, because we're both on Vincent Grimoire, is a must, because I'd rather have Tunic than the Carapace. Yeah. But I am trying to... Like I said, set that up. I I wish that I had some things like, uh, like Guardian has with set this out next turn. You get a big buff. That'd be great. I would love to do that because I see Vincent as like a little baby Guardian. That's that's kind of how I play her. A little bit mixed with my, like fatigue, Arachne love. You know, some of my my favorite turns in my Vincent as I'm like saving my time uh, and like waiting for the right moment to do something is start like you block out with three cards and then you banish either vile inquisition or a grim feast and if it's vile you just play it for free you bank one rune chant and they lose a card from deck uh, and if it's grim feast you pay one off tunic hopefully it lines up uh, and you gain three life while banking a rune chant that is a huge, huge little little swing you can do. And I think the that play style of waiting, biding your time, and then going, okay, I get to make you suffer now <laughs> is very good. And even in the end game, when when you were trying to fatigue me in that last match, I was still consistently presenting two and six, three and five. Two and six. Turn after turn after turn. I was just able to block and go, okay, cool. Okay. 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 Block, 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 block. And I think it's important like to know for Vincent's end game uh that you were going to hit a point where the arcane kind of becomes irrelevant. Because at the end of the game, what's what's always left in the deck? It's blues. blues. It's blues. 
so that that was one of the biggest moments was when we hit that point of the end game where you were all blues so the arcane it sure it got a card out of your hand which is still good for me um you weren't doing much on your turns in most cases yes i was usually taking one two because you would play a shadow non-attack hit me for one and then the rest would get blocked out right and i but, try to like i'm okay. trying to only do that when i have something that that affects ports like the the deadly delight deathly whale um stuff like that yeah but also like when we were that low it was if you could if you had more health and were able to keep pinging it i would eventually died right Right, that was the other side of the game plan, was maybe, maybe I can pay enough through shadow effects to end you. But. But, didn't happen for once, and um, my game plan, so I started off around the same thing, but also trying to have a little bit on the wide side a little it wasn't as tall but it was a basically the, friday night we were on not the same but pretty similar deck. pretty identical we we had a couple cards different and then uh, came home reworked my deck try and made it a little wider i literally looked at you friday and said rip the reality is actually kind of insane in this deck and yeah. So I went from one to three because I forgot cards at home. That's also probably the reason we were on similar decks is because I left a bunch of my cards at home. It, it was just Dusk Till Dawn piles for the most part. And I will say Rip Through Reality is a big thing in this deck. Yeah. Even yeah, if it's... I switch and go back to the tall build, I probably still keep Rip. It is very solid. Uh, the fact that you can have that as your banish play a shadow non-attack uh and then like continue through your turn guaranteeing arcane damage to have yep. the go again uh is very very good um i i like it a lot it's the same reason i'm debating uh meet and greet uh, you can yep. guarantee the the go again off the arcane but the problem with meet and greet in comparison is not playable out of banish not that yes. help at least but if you're able to banish have something that you can play out of banish, you could like mauve sky into the meet and greet. That one arcane is unpreventable. If meet and greet hits, it will create possibly four rune chance. Yeah, four for me. Four. I, I only play the reds right now. I'm still also because I don't have yellow or blue mauve skies. Fair. I have I don't have much crew. I don't have much arcane. So I'm working with what I have for now. Um. But then, on, even so, even if so, my thought is if it even if it doesn't get go again and it hits, you're banking meet and greet, you bank a rune chant if it yep. doesn't get go again and it hits. Um, but the big card that hurt you the most yesterday was a double dimensional crossroads. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was sitting there thinking like early on, mm -hmm. I when i first saw her effect my initial gut instinct was great that is a controllable dimensional crossroads 
I'm in. Um, you know, filled out my playset and went from there. Um, and then I saw the effects and went, mm, I don't know about this. I think that's too slow. And I took them out of my lists. But after last uh, night, I shoved it in. And literally, one got played at, I believe, turn one. And then the second one came up a few turns later. And there was some turns where you were just trying to get something into Banish that would eventually pop them. But the one that came up, they stayed till the end of the game. Yeah. Because there was some turns where I would be able to hold one card, and literally all it was was just seeds. So I would Banish it and then play seeds, and I'll be like, all right, two arcane. All right, two yep. arcane. And then when I was able to play like Rip or Unhollowed out and it had like two or three rune chants, I was like, all right, so this is a four, two, and two. Yup. It was really, really good. Uh, now, it, it does do the downside of, and, and this is the part that made me go, I don't think I play them initially. Uh, if they're up, you can't afford to activate her second ability, the Pale Life, when you play a Shadow non-attack, because you'll just destroy your own thing. Yes. Um, which is a bummer. But if you're not planning on doing that, like in like in your build, uh, that's pretty okay. There was a couple times where I considered doing it, but honestly, I've you block the arcane, and regardless, I'm just like. If I throw a rip with no guarantee go again, and you block the arcane, that's still a card I'm ripping out of your hand, regardless. Right. So, rip through it. So, two for four on rip looks expensive, but it's actually really nice because you're guaranteeing at least one card out of hand. If you're not, you're present. You're doing damage regardless. In this. You're doing so if they don't block it, you're five damage, go again. All right, cool. You not didn't rip a card out of your hand, but now you're going again. Um, if they do block it, you're getting at least one. Right. So like um, the the arcane and the little bit it threatens is so valuable on that split damage and the like I am in love with the fact of the like most of her quote unquote on hits is just on life loss. Is great. Yes. Um. So I'm one more like a standard. So I got swarmings, unhollowed, meet and greets, uh, volition, ninth blades. I play two, three red read the runes. I've bumped that up to three. Um, um, oblivion. We're close to if we have it, we could have played it. Um. I'm not sure yet. I have one ruin and one annihilation and I annihilation I'm don't know yet, but it's a blue block three, so Right. I see no reason not to at least play one. Um I think only... it's insanely valuable, even if you have to hard cast it yes. and pay the full four. That is insanely valuable to say. Prevent all of this, or you banish a card from hand, regardless. Yes. Uh, and the only other rune gating I'm doing right now, other than those two one ofs, is two red and three blue deathly delight. Yeah, I um, love deathly delight. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, do I love it! And that, I that tickle of life gain. 
one yeah for you it's you gain back what you pay and then one more for me it's one more but if i'm not paying and i'm playing this out of banished not all i'm throwing more arcane at you because of my crossroads right so it's more you have to prevent um i think i'm putting requiem in the side on this depending on the matchup because if you could like the prior turn requiem play read the runes go again it's not too bad now the the problem for me with requiem uh is it's banishable playable from banish zero cost non-attack action with shadow rune blade uh and you can play it as an instant if you've lost if anybody's lost life this turn and all it does is make an eloquence and there are some insane turns you can set up with that the problem in my eyes however is eloquence is like quicken just for non-attack actions if you if you play anything it cracks it and probably wastes it because a decent amount of the time uh, I at least uh, am playing non-attacks that already have go again. Right but, now it's not great in my build. So, but for me playing read the runes, if I can set it up, it's pretty good. You play it, read the runes, get So like, let's say on their turn, you're left with, you know, to read the runes in arsenal or you don't know that to read the rune or you don't have anything left it comes back to you banish it create a rune chant play it create an eloquence draw up since i'm blocking out a lot and then a lot of times arsenaling trying to arsenal or read the runes so i'm keeping enough to keep it then you just go all right read the runes go again and then maybe that's the turn where i go all right i take damage Read the runes, crack the eloquence, play something out of banish. Or that could be my ninth blade turn, too, as well. Yeah, because this man's running ninth blades. Because I could go read the runes, runic reckoning. Oh, now uh, for every rune chant, ninth blade gets reduced by two now, technically, because it has two separate reducing costs, as Gary said last week. Oh wait, no, not runic. Right? No, you're the, you're um, not on viscerai. That's right. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's the, that's the quest. Yes, I'm thinking. I keep looking at runic reckoning because I see that, <laughs> and I'm like, it's not the it's the buff, not the not right. The whatever. Still, that will give. We saw yesterday. I was up to what, like 12? 11, 12? We we had both had obscene numbers at some point. Um, I, I was up to 16 when I swung Rune Chance. Uh, you, you ended up throwing 14 total arcane. I can't remember if two of that was. It was the not crossroads. crossroads. That was the game prior. Right. So okay. So you had the 14 full arcane coming from Rune Chance alone, which is yep. ridiculous. That's the turn that I took a lot of damage to seeds. Because I just let him sit in my banish. Yeah, which which we talked about that. There's there's a line, like I I think this is going to be something that been set players are going to have to look out for. Is there may be turns where you banish something that you want to save for a possible big turn, but there is a decision point to be made 
where, for example, in this case, it was a yellow seeds uh, that was sitting in for a decent number of turns. I think we figured out that it was roughly seven life that you lost to letting the seeds sit in your uh, banish zone because, well, if you played it out now, it gets no value because there wasn't a thing to to apply that arcane to. And then when it did finally get swung out, I was happy to pay into the arcane. Uh, and I think that's going to happen in a lot of the Vincet builds that are trying to go a little wider. If you keep the right things banished, I think that is going to be an amazing thing to present. But I'll, I'll be interested to watch as we get more and more people playing and testing Vincet uh, in, in this area and like everywhere. If people are tracking how much life they lost setting up that big turn. Yes. And to um, see if it is worth it to do that. And then, like, the more I look at this list, I'm like, this list just doesn't feel like it does enough. Enough in general. So then I'm like, well, maybe do I cut all a lot of this, go back to the, try and do, like, the hybrid rune gate. If I can't rune gate, I at least have stuff that I can play out of banish in hand type of thing. I don't know. It's a really, really great question. This is what drew me to Vincent. Like, regardless of the fact that it's just... <laughs> I, I cry a little bit when I say this. It's just, like, better at playing like Arachne with good cards. Um, you know, you, you can support that block out, leave one or two cards in hand, and still present a, a large threat. Except in this case, you have an on-hit they might care about uh, and present solid damage. But there's also, like you're doing, these go-wide builds. There's uh, there's go-wide runegate builds. There's so much that she can do. There's so many ways to build her. And like, I feel like literally the mirror match is just going to be who gets the who's able to get to the tempo quicker, who gets put on the back foot first, and right. then does that person falter at all? If they don't falter, they're going to have control of the game the whole time. If they falter and you can take advantage of it, you might gain control. If they falter and you falter, well, they're they're fine. Right, because like that's that was one of the things that cost me in that last game is I. I had a turn that was kind of stumbly, uh, but I found a line, forced me to use my tunic when I didn't really want to, uh, and banished something that was not playable from, uh, from banish. But then the next turn, I truly stumbled with just a pile of <laughs> runeblood incantations and mobs, and I couldn't attack at all. I... I think my turn there ended up being uh, play banish a mob, play a incantation, swing scepter. Cool. <laughs> and that is crippling. Crippling. That is so bad. 
I don't know. This she's so fun, but there's so many decisions I gotta make. I'm like in the Leviathan point right now with her, where when I first started Leviathan is I don't know where I want to go with this. So I gotta figure out what I wanna do. Um honestly one Toma Torment might not be terrible. Because if you are able to if you have to block with three, save that, banish it, create a rune chant, play it, draw a card, that card's your arsenal for next turn. Right. So I, I think it's a, a solid option. Um, it's it's something I was considering too for that exact same reason. It is relatively uncommon to arsenal things as Vincent. I think uh, there's definitely opportunity to do it, but a lot of times you're usually better off, at least in my build, uh, just having banished, See, uh, blocked. I'm looking at the consuming, and I'm just like, I don't know if I really like that. Okay, so I th- literally, even while we're talking right now on the <laughs> podcast, I am staring at my deck and going, I think these I remove. I think I break this into this part of a shell and then I go from there. Right, right. Because my mind is on this right now. Yes. This is the hour. This is the time where all of the spice is coming into our brews. Like, like I'm going to be honest, there was a point in my building. Uh, where I had been considering running things like Cokes. So I could have one of my, like, like one of the awkward things in my current build. It's not a bad a, idea. A decent number of times I have the go again from Mauve. I've rune-gated. And they, you know, they block out. So, like, if I had a second thing in there, I would be just kind of out. Or... Uh, if you have the hand for it, you could creepers in something after the cokes. Don't I'm, I, you? You're putting too many good thoughts in my head. This is what I mean, though. Like, there's so much there. Like, I I don't know, and it's this is super meta dependent on whether or not it will be a good idea to use cokes. Because uh, personally, I I think I would only choose uh, gain a life. Quicken. Because worst case in the matchups where you were running flail, you send a flail. Yes. And that's not bad. That can support a turn where you block out with everything, send a deadly delight uh, or a whale, and then follow it with a flail, and then you get both of the effects. Like, there is so much you can do with Vincent, and I love it. Love it. Ooh. See, now I'm looking at Blessing of a Cult, and I'm like, you know, that wouldn't be... Let's say you hold two cards in hand, you banish something, you have a tunic resource, play Blessing of the Cult, and then it goes back, and then all of a sudden at the start of your turn, you're now four rune chants deeper. Right. Blessing the cults in, in my little pile of things uh, to to set up. Like, right, so that's going. I'm literally, I cut this down to 80. <laughs> and it's going to go back up to 100 today. Here I am giving you cursed thoughts on what to yes. include. I'm putting like every, so I have like a shell. And then um, I'm debating the rest. 
Listen, this is going to be an ongoing debate. I, I know for myself, it'll be one. I will be running a lot of different builds throughout the coming days, uh, weeks, months, etc. Uh, just like I narrowed down and refined all of my lists. You know, mm -hmm. I, I figure out what works, what doesn't. Like the the three cost rune gate stuff is kind of tough for my current build. Um, it might be something I remove. But there's a lot of value in the three cost one. Yeah, there is. Depending the like so I mean Banshee attacks for seven, which is nice. Yeah. Um Whale has the on hit create rune chance, which is really nice. Huge. Um so cards I've officially done on I think are swarming and revel. Yeah, I don't think they're for the build. I, I don't think they they work for Vincent. I think there's a space for them somewhere, but not in what I want to do with it. And not even what I want to do with it, so I'm I'm currently going alright, what card <laughs> This is why I shouldn't be like. This is why I'll, this this is bad because this is on my mind now. You are so welcome. Did you try cryptic crossing, or is that just not like reasonable because uh, of three cost? Because it has that uh, that three cost and the conditional. Uh, oh, and attack and not attack. Pitch a not an attack and a non-attack means you minimum have to have at least a red and a yellow of a an attack and a non-attack. Which or is very much... Is, and honestly, two reds. It's possible. It is. Dimensional Crossroads is technically a two-cost non-attack. But it also means you have to either have it sitting in Arsenal, then you can block with one card, you still have to mandatory banish another, and then have the attack and the non-attack still sitting, waiting to pitch for it to get a pretty mediocre on hit for that much setup in this deck. Uh, it it shines uh, like that card shines in a deck where you can pummel it, or you can, um, you know, buff it somehow better. But a lot of the buffs that uh, Vincent will be running. Uh, target things in Banish. They target things you are rune-gating. Um, so I I don't think it's realistic uh, to play Krypton Crossing. What I color would love it. are you running? Are you running red and blue or just reds? Uh, right now I'm on two reds. Okay. Um, I am considering the blues because still a blue block three. And the biggest thing you're using it for is the... Uh, to create a rune chant. It's create a rune chant, have a buff. Cool. Great. Uh, that is very solid for me. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so I'm about to send you this, and I want you to look at this sideboard. <laughs> I, I'm about to find, I'm sure, a 60-card sideboard is what I'm... <laughs> expecting it will pop through let's let's see it moment of truth how big is it oh um sideboard says 
68 cards. This is what I should have done before Dust Till Dawn, but I'm right. chaotic, and I just went straight into it this way. Um, actually, it's going to go up to 71, because there's one other card I am considering here. I, I already see a lot of things I personally would cut, but like we said, we're on very different builds for what we're doing. So uh, I have my shell of 40, and so that means I can, and I have 49 cards total, so that means I have 31 to work with. So I literally have to cut this sideboard in half. Yes. <laughs> Y'all, so, I am so happy to see where like everybody brings their Vincent builds. Like I've I've seen people on Discords posting their like 34 damage turns on the go go wide builds. Like, oh, it's beautiful. Actually, we're gonna pop up so i'm actually gonna have 42 cards in the deck because i think i'm gonna play two red three do i play two i don't know maybe it's two red two yellow mobs welcome to the most entertaining podcast there is oh my goodness there's so brandon much goes do. deck building and gets lost in the sauce i do because there's so much <laughs> There's so much you can do within her with the amount of cards she has. So, yes. I love Riptide because when I was typing up the, the document on Heroes, so that way my wife can look at it and she can ask questions and try and figure We're out. We're dragging her in. Um, I said Riptide's honestly a good hero to start on because his ability allows your deck building to spin a lot of cards. You can play him Ranger. You can play him Hybrid. You can play him not Ranger at all and just go straight Traps. You could do... I really thought you were going to say straight Trash. I mean, you could. <laughs> you could. You, you could do what I did and go straight a lot of generics and a Talishar. He has so... so He has so much flexibility in him that you can do a lot of different things, which yes. is really nice. It is huge, the options that he has. And, like, that's... It's the same thing, right? Like, I, I think Riptide is a hard deck to... Like, if you are brewing your own deck, it is a hard deck to build from scratch yourself as a new player. Um, I think it'll teach you a lot about, like, deck building as you go, but I think it's going to be a high odds that you're going to get frustrated uh, and possibly drop it, because there are some heroes like that that they reward very like they reward very high level deck building and game plans but they can be horribly punishing if you make a single mistake and it also depends on like what your local scene is like if you're like us where we're competitive but we also have like after so like I don't know about you, but once I kind of get my Vincent deck to where I like it, I'm probably going to switch back to Riptide because at an armory that doesn't real. So if I go to fourth wall, this different story armory that matters a little bit more at Al, I'm might switch between my Riptides because if it doesn't matter, that, those decks are so fun to play. Yeah. Owl is where I experiment and fourth wall is where I bring my, uh, my consistent decks. Because 
fourth wall does the uh, like first place gets the prizes, yes. which is totally fair. Like there's there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with either way, but the fact that Owl is set up for the like the full time casual armory prizing means we can go hog wild. Yeah, we and can just have a time. I think. Uh, yeah, Owl was the very first armory that I took my rip and dip deck to, and yep. Uh, so Dex saw it, and he absolutely loved it. And then he he loved he loved that one. He loved the defensive one, and it's just like it's like you stick with me and Derek, and you'll see some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. We we play the wacky stuff. I played, it's it's fun. I I'm a little bit sad that my Vincent is not currently wacky. Like it is very consistent, very like expected, like. I don't really want to say standard because, like I mentioned earlier, there's not a standard yet. But it is, it is what you would expect out of one of the like more obvious game plans that Vincent could have. Uh, and and honestly, uh, the little peek behind the curtains here. Uh, part of the reason I built it this way is because we have so many dang brutes. Yeah, so many. There's a bunch of Rhinars. I can't afford to like expect to block. So, <laughs> if I have turns that even if I'm sending one attack, I can send it gigantic. That's a good construction for my area. Yeah, the hybrid damage means you're possibly ripping more cards than just straight damage. Right. Because if you just go, oh, here's. 14 damage, they'll go, mm, okay, I'll block, say, 9 of that, take 5. But now you're saying, alright, here's 8 damage, physical, 7 on the rune chance. They might go, alright, here's 6, pitch. You're still getting 3 cards out, but you're doing it in a different way. Yeah. Or you might get more, who knows? They might be like, you know, that arcane's kind of devastating when you get low. I'm going to prevent as much as I can of that. We'll see. It's we have so much to talk about, so much to brew. I'm very excited. One last thing we want to get into that I actually completely forgot about till just now, and I looked at my playmat is we hit 1,000 listens this past week. Woo! For total of the podcast, which is really cool. So thank you all for sticking around with our <laughs> shenanigans, uh, suffering through us, suffering through me deck building. Um, because literally just talking about Vincent got my brain flowing. And like I told Derek, I think I'm officially off Leviah. One, she's a little too popular for me now. It sounds so dumb. <laughs> I am. But the other, the, so that kind of, I was like, she was popular and I knew she was going to become popular, but she wasn't, I was like teetering, you know, I still my player, but then playing Vincent Friday and the amount of like thought that I had to put into each turn mm-hmm. tickled my brain the right way that I would like Leviah does, but it's a little more on the fun side because I have to th- not only so it, I think I have to think more on Vincent than I did Leviah because there's so much more you have to do. And that just made me go, yes, this is who I like. Because originally I was teetering on Vincent and going, you know, when I saw the brood stuff, I'm like, I'm back on Leviah. But 
I don't, I'm probably going to keep both built and then just swap between them. But I yeah. think I'm going to learn Vincent because also, yeah, yeah, I got to switch it up every once in a while. And I've been playing Levias right. since November. So, but sweep that away. Um, 1,000 listens. So we want to thank you all for listening and we plan on doing giveaways. Um, the first giveaway we don't know how we're going to do these yet. I know one, how it's not going to be a for everyone thing because not everyone's going to be able to experience it. So the first one we're going to do is what I call a build a deck. Um, so the last time we did a giveaway for the locals, we did, you chose our decks, which was fun, but I didn't have time to practice Lexi. So it made it a little harder on me. Not saying it was, you know, wasn't fun or anything. You know, I still had a great time. Um, this time we're gonna I'll change it up and I talked to Derek about this. We're gonna so you're gonna choose our hero, you're gonna choose the restriction, and we're gonna let you ban up to five cards, and we're gonna build a deck around that hero the way you said. So what you could say is Briar, no earth, ban snatch, coax. I don't know, Razor, Gorganian Tome, and you don't have to do five. You could just stop at those four and then go, all right, I'll build around that. You know, so you might want to give us something really hard. You might want to not. So that one's going to be a local only one because, you know, I don't want to give that to someone in, like, um, don't say Portugal, you know, who's going to be, all right, here's what you do, but then they never get to see what happens with it. Whereas if I do someone local and they're at the 1K, they'll be able to see the pain and suffering we get put through. Now, alternatively, we could open this up to everyone and release uh, some content specifically about that. We have the power. Get little GoPros. Yeah, just just do GoPros during the tournament. It's definitely not like, you know, a little bit. Uh, I would wager that's against competitive regulations. As long as we, it's our hand that we're seeing, not there. Anyway, right. <laughs> so then, so I'll pack on my computer, and we'll take it to the banish zone, and we'll stream our games. See, now that is something that could be uh, a fun time if it's something we can set up. But, and then it's at least something. So, But that's, that's to be decided. For now, for this, we might do it again for another giveaway, but for this one, we're going to make it locals only. Because we'd have there's a whole lot of setup if we wanted to do that for everywhere. Yes, so, sir. For now, this one, we'll very well may open it later to whoever... But like I said, for now, this the Build-A-Deck local only. The second one, so, you know, everybody gives away boxes or, you know, rare cards, like more expensive cards. Now I want to do something a little different. So another idea I shot to Derek was, what if we do a UPF starter kit kind of thing? Build four little decks. Um, have, you know, so we have the hero selected, and it's Genus, Valda, Old Him, and... Who's the fourth one? I don't remember. I don't remember anything. 
You expect me to know things? Yes. Um, <laughs> there's a fourth one. So, um, most likely, we're I'm going to source a silver palm somehow. Uh, I know Derek has the extra, so maybe I'll source it from him. So, at least you're at least getting a silver palms with the genus. I don't know. You know, we're not gonna. I'm not. You're not gonna get anything extravagant. It's not like Old Him's gonna show up and you're gonna have Crater Fist, Tectonic Plating, Crown of Providence. You know, um, but it's gonna be. I want to try and make it. You know, a decent card for each person. Maybe you'll get a Crater Fist with Old Him, or with Falda, or maybe you'll get a Crater Fist with Old Him and the. Earth we're we're gonna put a little something something in there. It's, this is you the... know, like there there'll be some fancy. Yes, uh, it won't, it be... won't be too much, but this will also, be our like... big thing because you're getting my goal is to have four complete UPF decks that you that anyone can take and sit down and play UPF at any point. And if they enjoy it, they can work the decks the way they want. Uh, but you're getting four full blitz decks out of this. Yeah. Uh, it is, you know, we, we've said it before, we'll say it again. We are giant proponents of UPF. It is such a fun format that, you know, the, the game's more competitive. It doesn't see a lot of opportunities to get played. But, but what if we just sent you the whole kit? Yeah. And then, so we got that. Um, I have an extra Steel Blade Showtime mat with our logo. So the third giveaway is going to be a signed playmat. Um, that's there's not much to really talk about there. Um, it's going to be a signed. It'll mat. be cool. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to throw in a. I'm thinking I might do finally for the first time the signed crew heroes that we I had you sign months ago that I still have. Or maybe the UPF, but I'm not sure. I don't remember that at all. Yep, I pulled out three Dorinthi and I said, here, sign these, and you said, okay. I bet you did. Yep, <laughs> I don't doubt you. <laughs> the best part is, there's literally an episode where I talked about, we talked about this. I'm sure it happened. Off, yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> if I had the time, I'd go back and clip it right here. But I don't, <laughs> I don't have the time to edit it that much. Um, or find the episode we talked about it. Yes, that too. Um, So... I'm thinking about doing that. If not, I was thinking maybe including a young hero, maybe a young hero signed with each thing. Other than the sign playmat, you're unless you want it. Um, and then last is a mystery gift. Um, you won't know till you get it. I promise it's not going to be. I'm not going to send you like. Here's a token. No. Um, here's a bag of potato chips. Honestly, I wouldn't be mad if I got that, though, because I can be a fiend sometimes. <laughs> so um, say we all. I don't know. I'll figure something out um, for the mystery gift. Um, I It's not going to be extravagant. Like I said, the UPF thing is going to be the big thing. Um, but it's going to be something nice. You're, I most likely think whoever gets it and whatever I figure it out to be will enjoy it. Um, all these um, are going to be starting... Next week, we'll announce how to enter these and how we're going to run the contest when the contest will end on next week's podcast, mostly because we hit the 1,000 this week, and with Vincent coming out, we put more thought into Vincent than our 1,000th listen. Yeah, yeah, because... we lost all of our brain. Yes. But that's where we're at. We have 1, 000, we're over 1,000 listens. We actually got 
I believe, 32 followers on Spotify. Um, we're doing good things here. Having fun, chatting a bunch, talking about the game. We hope you enjoy listening to us. Um, yeah, thanks again. You made it this far. You listening. probably at least tolerate us. Yeah. I don't know. And I want to just give a special shout out to Riley. Why? Because I like him. Riley cool dude. And uh, Jason, I hope you never crack a Marvel Leviah. <laughs> <laughs> we wish nothing but the worst, apparently. <laughs> I don't... Jason is our mascot, so <laughs> I, I got to talk a little crap on him because that's how our friendship is. Um, Garrick, any last words? Uh, nothing in particular, but I, I hope y'all send us all your crazy lists with Vincent and everything else that you're doing. Uh, cause I am so excited for Death Till Dawn and like, I'm, I'm back in the brew. Like I'm lost in the sauce. It's happening. I'm just, tr- I'm trying to focus on one deck at a time, but it ain't, it ain't working. It's fine. We don't, it's fine. Yeah. Until next time, we will see you at the Rune Gates. <laughs>